Well, this morning I sang the Hallelujah verse there before the gospel because actually I want to preach on the uh, gospel, the Hallelujah verse. Okay, and um, I'd like to praise the Blessed Virgin Mary and glorify her as much as I can. Maybe I'm a little selfish in doing that because I know when I do that, there's there's great graces that are given to me as a preacher. When I whenever you as a preacher, put forth the Blessed Mother and propose her to the faithful um, for imitation, and you and you uh, explain her, expound upon her, and glorify her. You get a lot of graces from God. So maybe I'm I'm kind of greedy. That's that's my motives here. So in our Alleluia verse, it says, "Let the clouds rain down the just one, and the earth bring forth a savior." Now this text here uh, is a very traditional. Um, I, th- I think it might be called an antiphon. I'm not exactly sure, but in any event, it's a traditional part of the liturgy going back ages and ages and ages. And that specific translation, it's the Vulgate translation. It's the translation that St. Jerome uh, made all the way back in the 4th century. And if you, so if you turn to the passage that this appears in the Bible, it's Isaiah 45, 8. And uh, so a lot of Bibles, if you open it up, it says, in Isaiah 45, 8, it says, Let the clouds rain down um, righteousness, and the earth bring forth salvation. That's what many translations will say. But this right here, it's the Vulgate translation. And so it's not just righteousness, but it's the righteous one or the just one. So it's personified. It's righteousness personified. And then it says, and the earth bring forth not salvation, but a savior. So it's salvation personified. And who is that person but our Lord Jesus Christ, the just one, the Savior. And notice that there's two elements that are involved in this process of production of the just one and of the Savior. You've got the clouds up in heaven, and you've got the earth down below. And that is a symbol of God, of the uncreated uh, being of God, the Blessed Trinity, and then also the earth, meaning creatures, created beings. And so the coming of Christ in the incarnation involved both God in the, in the heavens sent forth his son who was born of a woman. And so that's the earth bringing forth a savior. The earth right here is a symbol of the Blessed Mother. And uh, maybe there's a, there's a passage in Genesis I think of. It's in Genesis chapter 2. It says, it goes all the way back to the beginning of uh, the creation of the human race. And it says, at that time there were no um, herbs of the field. There were no plants. There was no grain. Basically, there was no cultivated agricultural produce because there was no man on the earth to till the ground and the Lord had not caused it to rain down on the earth. And that there's a lot contained in that little verse. What it's saying is that produce is... Um, agricultural produce is the fruit of two elements, both divine and human. So it takes God's providence to send the rain and it takes man's labor to bring forth the grain for bread to be made. And we say this in the offertory, 
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. So we're blessing God for this bread, but then we're also acknowledging that it's a product of human labor as well. And I think that's what's going on here a little bit, is that you've got a combination of the divine and the human. And what's absolutely amazing is that the incarnation and the coming of Jesus Christ, for which we wait on Christmas Day, is the product of both God and uh, a human person. That human person is the Blessed Mother. Without her free cooperation, without her real causal role uh, in this uh, in the incarnation, we would not have a Savior. We owe it to Our Lady for our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a remarkable um, reality and truth and mystery that we celebrate uh, and that is integral to our understanding of what Christmas is all about, is the role of the Blessed Mother. And I love our... Uh, our collect today, it says that talks about waiting for God with lighted lamps, waiting, waiting for His coming with lighted lamps. And uh, the if you look in a lot of the depictions of Mary, um, you know, with the Annunciation, with the angel coming to her, you see uh, different like little props. One of which is a book, and uh, the idea is that. Mary was a woman who was very, very intent on meditating upon the Old Testament prophecies. So when the angel came to her, talked about the Messiah, she there was certain understanding she had to grow in, but she had already been very well prepared. Her lamp was lit, had been lit from years and years of meditating upon the Old Testament uh, messianic prophecies. So Mary, when she she basically she understood a lot of what was going on when the angel spoke to her, because her lamp was lamp was lit because she was ready for the coming of Christ. In her case, the coming of Christ in her womb, and she freely consented to that. And and so the clouds rained down the just one, but in this case, the earth brought forth a savior.